Oh, sports fans, oh, the real Grand Valley, and thanks for joining us on another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. I am the host, Ray Silva. Uh, folks, joining me once again out of Brownsville, Texas, he is the FC Brownsville Explorers player coach, Carlos Acevedo. Carlos, thanks for joining by. Appreciate you taking time out of the busy schedule for joining us on another episode. How's everything going? Thank you, Ray, for having me once again. Uh, everything is going very well. I think we're, we're at a stage in the season where, where it's kind of make or break. And we're very excited for what's to come. We have very exciting games at home um, on July 2nd and July 6th against Laredo and against San Antonio, uh, which are the top teams right now in the, in the Lone Star Conference for us here in the NPSL. So we're looking forward to those matchups. I think it's going to be a good eye-opener. Uh, we, we dropped points against those two teams. Uh, they've been two of the three losses we've had so far this season, you know, come against them too. So, you know, it's kind of a chip in our shoulder for, for our season. We, we have, um, you know, just three games left in our season, and we have all those points to fight for to, for us to earn ourselves a, a playoff spot for the first time in, in the franchise history. So very excited, very, very motivated to, to make things happen for the club. As a player coach, you know, that, that pressure is on, but I'm also very excited and looking forward to that challenge uh, these next week. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You know, and we were just talking about off the air about how two of your uh, core players that are like the backbone of your team, uh, Cesar Saldivar, who has Liga MX experience, and also Ismael Pineda, who have been providing a lot of a helping hand for a lot of the younger kids mm -hmm. that you have on the roster. Just talk about a little bit of the experience that these younger players have been taking in uh, from their end of the field that they've been able to learn and also being able to help out on the pitch uh, thanks to the experience of those two players. I think those two gentlemen are, are, are you know, very, very helpful for our, any program, to be fair. Uh, I feel they have the perfect combination of, of experience and talent, and they've assumed a similar role to, to what I have been doing, which is a player coach kind of, kind of role. And I feel what they bring to the table is, is a, lot of, um, a lot of expertise in certain areas and how to manage the game properly when we have leads or when to press or when to properly you know, manage tempos and, and the ball. I feel uh, what they bring is, is a lot of you know, communication. I feel a lot of young players that we have in our squad haven't experienced you know, the top top level yet and I'm not saying that this league is you know beyond anyone's potential but it, it is certainly helpful to be able to to have that player maturity and be able to control certain situations as best as possible and those two guys have been very very helpful for our season uh Cesar unfortunately suffered from a hip flexor injury a couple of weeks ago and has missed a couple of games but Ismael has been also very helpful um you know, he's been a, one of a consistent starters in our, in our squad. He's, you know, earned himself a lot of minutes and he's held his own, you know, despite his, their age. They're the people that we rely on most of the time for our starting 11. And they're the ones who are helping us shape the, the younger guys into, into their best 
into their best game. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by Carlos Acevedo. Carlos, I got to ask you right now. Right now, you guys sit forth with a game in hand behind San, uh, Corinthians SC of San Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, Denton Diablos, and level in terms of games with uh, Laredo Heat SC. Right now for you guys, you guys are the the second highest scoring team in the conference. And what's been the good thing about having a high volume of scoring uh, opportunities that you guys have been managed to put behind the net this season? I think when, when, when we talked at first, uh, you asked that question, you know, what kind of program or what kind of team are we looking to build? And I feel the most attractive type of play is, you know, high scoring games, uh, you know, possessive type of soccer. I think that's exactly what I mentioned. And I feel like that's what exactly what we've, we've done so far. We've, you know, recruited very talented players, uh, you know, pacey, uh, very edgy type of players that are, are looking to, to build uh, going forward. A lot of people playing and linking up top. Um, that's exactly what we were building at the beginning. You know, we've had ups and downs in our starting 11. Some people come, some people go, some people show up, some people don't. But that's usually how a short season goes. You know, it's 12 games in a span of less than three months. And you need to be able to play and perform at the highest level. And then many times we have games in a very in a very short succession. So, you know, you might have a very good game on Wednesday and have an, a, a down game on, game on Saturday. Um, but that's where we rely on the squad. I feel what has helped us most has also been the, the depth in our, in our roster. We have a very competitive uh, group of guys. We have around 25 people who can start in any team in the NPSL. And I dare to say that any of those players can be a starter in any of the other teams in the NPSL. And that creates a, a very competitive and attractive atmosphere for players who are looking to come into our, our, our program going forward and, and as of now as well. But you have, to, you have to be, you know, as a player coach, you have to be on your toes at all times and, and looking who is performing their best during the week, who can provide the results that you're looking for or who can match up uh, against the defenders or against the opposing team for that specific week. So I feel like it's a very exciting uh, point in our season where we feel like we've finalized our roster and, and our starting 11, and we know exactly the way we want to play for the games that are coming up, which are the most important uh, ones in our season as well. You know, one of the things that really concerns me about this team right now is the uh, defense right now you're letting in uh, a goal and a half per game. And Mm -hmm. that's just something that you guys have been uh, trying to work over. I feel, I mean, with the, with the injury uh, with Cesar Saldivar, we, we have struggled, you know, we have struggled at the back. We play a kind of a risky formation, which is a three, five, two, and uh, it's not a secret at all. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not scared to say it out. And, you know, it's a risky formation playing three at the back, but we also exploit 
our depth, we exploit our talent, we exploit our, our fitness and, and our, our creativity up top. And, and when you play three at the back, you're obviously exposed and you obviously are, are, are at risk of getting scored on. And that's something that we kind of take a, a, a coin flip where you, you know that you're going to score. You know, it's only been one game in the entire season where we haven't scored. And that's one of the games where we, where we feel we've played our best, which was against Laredo, um, where we lost 2-0 at the beginning of the season. And when we switched over to 3-5-2 is when we played our very best, when we, when we possessed the ball, we, we put them on their back. And, and I felt that's the way we, we kind of uh, adapted in, into our playing style that that's where we played our best game where we possessed the ball in dangerous areas but uh, then again like you mentioned you 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 kind of feel like you you are giving up a little bit too much right every time you get scored on especially like for example yesterday we got scored on twice and against a, a decent austin team who has lost a couple of players uh we put six goals in the back of the net yesterday uh, but that goal difference still plays a role in our league. Um, the, 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 for us to keep a clean sheet has been a struggle. It has been a very big struggle for us this season. But then again, it, it's a risk and a, and a take, right? You, you, you want to score a lot of goals, you might give up some dangerous areas and get probably scored on. So that's where we, we as a team, we need to make sure that going forward, especially if we're contending to a playoff uh, spot, you cannot be giving up easy goals and you cannot be giving up areas in the back where, where you can obviously get get hurt with dangerous teams in, in the playoffs. So th that's an area where we definitely need improvement. And that's the area where there's several players that can help us. But then again, it's a risk that we're willing to take uh, up top as well. Yeah, you know, th this season you've had to split your home venue between playing at Brownsville Sports Park mm -hmm. and Brownsville Hanna. Um, oh, not a whole lot of differences uh, there in, in terms of park size, but I but I will ask you this: Has that kind of uh, helped out on the attendance in in that regard, uh, where you you've had yeah. to switch uh, venues a little bit just because of the availability of it, or how do you just guys manage that uh, as you guys uh, uh, come to the conclusion of the regular season? Well, the Bronzeville Sports Park is our home field, right? That's where we've been practicing the entire season. Um, that's where we play our games. And, and for the most part is where we feel the most at home, right? Our, our, the locker rooms, um, you know, the, the staff there is, is, you know, we are encountering that on a daily basis and we're very familiar with that atmosphere and, and we always look forward to playing in front of our home crowd there but Hannah has been also very you know very a neutral site where where you know that the surface is going to be as as pristine as possible you know it's a synthetic grass turf field uh, you have your stand you have your locker rooms everything is first class so at the end of the day, all we need to do is show up and play our best. I think the ones who are at pressure or, or against the wall a bit is are the people or the teams that were traveling, you know, five, six hours to play in Brownsville, South Texas heat. Uh, you know, we fit right in wherever we play down in here in South Texas. We're going to make sure that we play our best. We play to our level. 
we play to our, our advantage and uh, it hasn't been easy. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't really given up that many goals at home. We, we haven't lost any games here. So at the end of the day, we have made sure that, that our home field advantage is felt regardless of whether, whether we play at Sports Park or whether we play at Hanna. Uh, obviously, we would want consistency where, where we play, so our fans are a little bit more. Um, it, it's more of a routine of, as to when and where we play, but I think the fans have have been very loyal, and we have, most of the fans here are family and friends that that follow us on a, on a consistent basis. So, uh, I think everything has flown. I mean, has been very smooth throughout throughout the season. Uh, and we've enjoyed, regardless of where we play there or or at the sports park. Uh, and then also, I want to just take the time to to give a little shout out to BISD and uh, to Coach Reyes Prado, who has helped us uh, and facilitate that the opportunity to play there. To the principal there, to the athletic director, everybody who has been very helpful uh, as well to making uh, it a possibility to play there at Hannah. It also brings back a lot of memories for me because <laughs> that's where, we, where I graduated from. So uh, I didn't get to play in the turf field, right? But it, it's very special to be able to play there as well. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by Carlos Acevedo of FC Brownsville Explorers. Carlos, uh, you know, you're, you're closing in on the regular season and you guys get to have a little bit of the revenge game factors. What's been some of the keys that you've, been able to notice uh, from particularly from your squad that you're you kind of have that depth and availability to kind of uh, get back some of the points that you guys lost on the road uh, mm -hmm. being that everything is so tight as far as the standings are concerned where you're able to make up the ground and try to uh, you know snag a playoff spot as it is right now you're sitting in fourth but always uh, but always an improvement is uh, one of those things that you're looking upon. So before coming into to yesterday's game, uh, we set ourselves a, a very standard goal was to win all four, right? If we won all four games, we would come in at our very best into the playoffs. And uh, I feel we're like we're still in contention for first place. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if things add up, correctly we we can still win the conference if we win all three games and you know some results go a, a different way but at the end of the day all we need and all we're looking forward to is is making the playoffs securing a playoff spot and uh i feel what we what we did best was reinforce some key areas right we're bringing in a, a striker we brought a left winger we brought in a center back so we we kind of brought a backbone of players who are going to help us a lot in the season or whatever's left of the season right and what we need is for us to arrive into the postseason at our very best fitness level at our very very best you know group level of of play so that's all we're lo really looking for we, we're looking for the the 18 best players who are going to perform um during during the games that we have left and for those 18 players to earn themselves an, an opportunity to play and represent FC Brownsville at our playoff uh, game if everything goes well, right? And it's a very tight conference, you know? We've seen the first and second place drop points against, uh, you know, seventh place or sixth place or eighth place, whatever they are. 
And uh, that goes to show that, you know, you might have an off day and, and some players were capitalizing on those mistakes. And uh, a lot of the times teams are not able to travel their full 18 or, or they're not able to travel their very best 11. You know, some situations happen and we need to make sure that we capitalize on those, those opportunities and mistakes. Um, you know, it happened to us against Laredo that we had a game postponed because, you know, some certain uh, instances happened uh, that, that we, we had no control over. We had to postpone the game. We obviously had a game, uh, you know, a couple of days prior and we were ready for Saturday's game, but uh, the league postponed that game until July the 6th. And, and there's not much we can do about it except, you know, prepare mentally and physically for that opportunity to play them again uh but you know as of today as of sunday uh, we would be talking about completely different conversation whether we we would be fully into the in the postseason or we would be you know still in contention and still fighting with two games remaining uh, you know it would be a different conversation so that just kind of puts us a little bit more on the edge and a little bit more excited of what is to come uh and it also adds to the responsibility that we have in our hands to, to securing those playoff spots um, for us as a group. Absolutely. Uh, Carlos, uh, you know, I'm just looking at the overall standings. 95 total teams in this edition of the NPSL. You guys mm -hmm. are in the top third. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it takes me like to 25, 26 teams in the top third and then your next third. Uh, but I see like four of your teams in the conference right there stacked um, mm -hmm. in the top third. For you to try to just continue uh, being an, a, a better overall team, what do you think your team is lacking as of right now to try to just make that final push to – get yourselves on a little run and try and try to make a deep postseason run here. I think it's confidence. It's about, uh, you know, believing in the talent and the depth that we have. And it's also being a little bit more daring, daring to try, daring to, to create. Uh, I think that that is what we, we are lacking. Sometimes we do play, either up or down to the level of our opponent, you know, and yesterday it happened where, where we felt we could have, you know, put more goals in the back of the net. We could have capitalized on many mistakes that they had defensively, but at the end of the day, it, all that really matters is knowing and walking out of that field, knowing that we played our very best, regardless of whether we win one nil or 10 zero, Walking out of that field satisfied and with our head up, knowing that we played our very best is what we are lacking. Uh, defensively, you know, possessive oriented, going forward, finishing every every area, every area, right? Every aspect of the field uh, can always be better. But I feel like in these next games, we're gonna face a, a, a tough opponent, difficult challenges where it's gonna be an eye opener and a reality check as to where we are and, and how we will do going forward into the postseason, right? So we have San Antonio coming on the second and we have Laredo coming in the sixth. Those are the top two teams right now in the conference. And, and we feel like 
we didn't play our very best and we didn't walk out of that field satisfied with our performance. So that is that little chip in our shoulder knowing like, okay, whether we win or whether we lose, if we know that we played our best and they get the best of us, so be it. But if we play our best and we win, it's a much better feeling because we, we, we kind of, uh, you know, fixed our wrong. And regardless of whether we face them again in the postseason or not, it, it will be, uh, uh, it, it's going to be like a learning curve moment where, where we knew that we can also get the best of them just like they got the best of us. For Carlos Acevedo, what has it been like for you to be in this position right now where all the cards are on the table? You know, you've already seen the hand that you have. You've seen the hand that other teams have. For you as a player coach, where where do you stack your chances at this moment uh, being that, okay, you have to face the top two teams, but you get them at home. And knowing that you cannot afford to drop any of these results at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would put my 11 against any 11 in the nation. Uh, I, I'm not saying that just because, you know, I feel like, or I'm supposed to say that, but I, I have played in many talented teams and I've played with a lot of talented and creative players. And I feel like this is one of the best teams that I've played in and whether or not we have performed at our very, very best so far, I feel like with what we have in our roster and what we're bringing to the roster, uh, it should give us more than enough. Like, I'm not saying that Laredo's not a good team. I feel like they're excellent and they, they do many things right as an organization, as a team, as players individually. I feel like that, you know, I, I see myself or, or that's exactly how I saw myself in the past when I was playing, you know, at UTRGV and at UT Brownsville, uh, where you have your fitness and where, you, where you're in rhythm, you're in sync with, with the game. And you, all you have to do is find your groove within the group. Here, you know, we have a lot of ex-professionals. We have a lot of play, amateur players. We have a lot of inactive collegiate players. So getting the ball rolling was a little bit tough. But now that we have it rolling, I feel we can match up against anyone. And it's not just me talking. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people that believe this and, and a lot of players and people in the conference that are that know that we have a very good team. But regardless of whether we know it or not, all we have to do is prove it. We have to show up on the field. We have to, you know, walk the walk, the walk and talk the talk. Uh, that kind of situation is, is something that is essential, especially going into the postseason, because there's no margin of error. There's no room for mistakes. And uh, we need to leave it all out on the field. So I think we have a very group, very good group of guys. And like I said, I would put my group against anyone's. Final couple of questions before we wrap this up. I've, I've got to ask. For you as a coach, what's been the most difficult thing for you this season that you've that you've been able to learn from this team, and still continue to apply uh, the approach that you have with your team at this moment? For me as a player coach, this, the the most difficult thing has been balancing the two roles. Uh, but like I mentioned in our last interview, I feel like I have 
a wonderful group of guys have, that have my back 100%. And uh, I have a great group of, of coaches that are helping me out. I have, you know, amazing support in our ownership group. We have a lot of great sponsors. We have our families and our friends who are helping out during and, and after the games. So that has allowed me to, to enjoy the time as, 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 you know, of me being in charge as a player coach, but it has also, you know, given me a, a great satisfaction knowing that this has been worthwhile, regardless of how we're doing and, and how we're going to do. It has been an amazing opportunity for me to grow as an individual. I am very excited of what's to come in the, in the next seasons, but I also want to make sure that we wrap up this season, you know, with the national championship, that's, that would be, you know, the icing on the cake. Um, so at the end of the day, I feel, and I know that we have done things correctly. There are so many things that we can do better and that with the time needed, you know, we can improve as, as coaches, as staff, as everything. Um, and as players as well, I feel like we, there's always certain areas that you realize during the season that, oh, okay, we could have done this differently. But I feel like we've done things as best as possible with the resources that we have been provided. Uh, and then again, like I said, I have absolutely nothing but, but you know, thank yous for, for everyone who is, who's a, a part of this, the academy, the coaches, the owners, the sponsors, everyone who's been, you know, 100% uh, having our back during the season. The last one I will leave you with, you know, with all the, with all the improvements that the soccer community has seen here in the Rio Grande Valley, as far as the east and the central and the western part of the valley, uh, I'm, I know it's a little early to talk about the future, because you guys still have an ingoing season, but mm -hmm. now, where do you kind of see uh, this explorers group uh, tending within the next two, three years? If you could dare to give yourself a, a challenging assessment in, in that regard. I feel like I said, last, last time we, we spoke, this is kind of a make or break season. And, and so far we have, we have demonstrated that this team deserves to be in the NPSL. This team deserves to be at the top of the Lone Star Conference and, and with the talent and, and uh, you know, the players that we have and we built here in the Valley, we can compete against any, any city, any team uh, here in Texas. And I feel uh, this is an opportunity for us as an organization to demonstrate ourselves or to show ourselves that, you know, this team deserves to continue. And I feel that so far things have gone correctly, exactly as we expected. Uh, but we still have, you know, one of the short-term goals, you know, right in our sight, which is to qualify for the playoffs. You know, the second goal was to win the conference. And uh, one of the other goals was to advance to the, to the playoffs and to the national, national championship. So, as we continue to prepare for that opportunity and those short-term goals, uh, we do dare to say that there, there's a, a large possibility that we, we are going to continue this program, especially with, the, with this season we've had so far. Uh, we have a lot of young, young players who this is the first time they ever compete at the NPSL level. So with that in mind, we know that we have a, a squad to look forward to having, you know, next year or, or 
any season as of as of uh, as of the next one, right? Uh, but the most important thing at the end of the day was going to be completing this season to the best of, of our ability and for us to try to win the whole thing. Carlos Acevedo, thank you so much for taking time out of the busy schedule. Uh, we wish you and the Explorers the rest of the luck the rest of the season. Uh, thank you. And, and unfortunately, because of all these outside, uh, I guess, effects, as you we can mm -hmm. rightly put it, time and travel will not permit me to go out there but it, it, you know it's just very very exciting to see the games on a platform where i'm able to catch a, a, a lot of these games and just being able to see uh being seeing some smiles on some faces uh there in the crowd in the east side where they de wholeheartedly deserve that hard-working success uh, success and thank you, you know, i want a want you guys to continue this project uh, uh there's there's growth in this and 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 mm -hmm. you know ho hopefully one day that if the opportunity arises hopefully you guys become a usl league two team that's just always been a dream of mine uh and this is nothing against the npsl but i i just feel like this is uh, i always felt like there always should be like one brand of football because NPSL mm -hmm. has always had a great quality brand. I, I just, I just feel like the NPSL has its, it has its great advantages, just like USL does. Mm -hmm. And I just always feel like the, the great, the greater brand that the USL is, it just provides that a beautiful of course, a, a much greater platform and, and an opportunity for these kids to go on to bigger and better things. And uh, 100% agree with that. That that is always the goal as as an organization and as a professional as well, right? In my career, I would love to advance in this career in this profession, and uh, for us to aspire that as an organization is something realistic. Uh, but obviously with, with results in mind, I feel like if we do well at the NPSL level, we can aspire to do well in, in the USL2 level. Uh, but obviously one thing at a time, uh, like you mentioned, it, it is awesome. It is also awesome to, to be able to share the, the joy and the happiness that we feel as players and as coaches with our families. Um, you know, for many of these players that we have in our roster, uh, it had been a long time since we were able to share that joy and that, that atmosphere with our families and with our friends. So being able to see that, being able to see somewhat of a, of a large crowd there in our stands and, and many of those familiar faces that who, who have been part of the, of the program since the beginning, uh, it means a lot. It means a lot for us as players. It means a lot as, as an organization because that's what we do it for and who we do it for, right? We sacrifice a lot of time uh, during our practices, during our travel. And at the end of the day, they are the backbone that keep us going. They're the backbone who have supported us throughout. So for us to be able to short to, to shortly and, and and share some of that that joy is a tremendous, you know, it's a tremendous satisfaction as well. All right. Many thanks to Carlos Acevedo. This has been another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode. 
as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.